Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The safety position for the Indianapolis Colts had a couple of surprises last season with Rodney McLeod and Rodney Thomas II having great years. But now, McLeod's not here. And the safety room for the Colts is still pretty young. Can they be trusted? And can some of these players have breakout seasons? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here, as always, by Drake Wally, my fellow writer and co-host here at Horseshoe Huddle. And Drake, today's the day. We're wrapping up our position previews uh, for the summer. And guess what? We're less than a week away now from the first official training camp practice of the year for the Indianapolis Colts. And buddy, I, I cannot wait to start to start talking about what's actually happening out there on the football field. How you doing, man? Yeah, it, uh, it's it's been a long journey, long off season for the Indianapolis Colts and covering them, as you know, uh, very well. But yeah, we're wrapping up the positional uh, previews here and I'm right there with you, man. I'm just chomping at the bit, ready to get out there and watch these guys in pads finally and see Anthony Richardson, the rookies and all these new additions. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun time to be covering the training camp and to see what unfolds. 
It is. And if you missed Monday's episode, we did announce that Drake and I are going to be down there uh, at training camp. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do some live episodes from down there as well. So make sure you turn those notifications on so you know whenever Drake and I are going live. And we want to give a special shout out to everybody that's been in the chat and followed along because I know these position preview episodes might seem like they might drag along. Uh, might seem like it's been a long July, long off season, but we really appreciate all your support. We already have Chad in the chat saying what's up logan schmidt the goat is here as well and both of these guys want to know what our opinions are on the new alternate jerseys that the Colts released today so don't worry we are going to talk about the jerseys uh, at the end of the episode so make sure you guys all stick around until the very end because we will talk about the jerseys what we like what we dislike uh and and maybe we'll even grade them what the hell might as well just (laughs) give a grade on them so to make it to make it fun Uh, i want to give a special shout out to joe uh in the chat as well what's up by the way that's inside the shoe with an with a new brand inside the shoe is just a, a you know what thank you drake for He's that because dog. inside the shoe yeah a dog that's that's gonna be his his title from now on really appreciate you you joining on uh but yeah we'll talk jerseys at the end of the episode i know logan i know you're upset about that but hey buddy you stick <laughs> you stick around to the end anyway so you're not gonna be missing uh anything but before we do that please if you haven't done so already Follow us on all the socials. I don't know why you haven't done so already. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. And subscribe to the YouTube channel and click that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live. Because like I said, you don't want to miss our live episodes from training camp uh, to give you all of, of what Drake and I saw at the practice that day. So make sure you turn in. And of course, Stats Matt made it. Hey, Hey. round of applause for Stats Matt from the campgrounds. He's still tuning in. About time you do your job, right? Uh, Great to see you, Stats Matt. So, so Drake, before this is let's it's a monumental moment because we're finishing our positional previews, and uh, this group, I I feel like I feel like Colts fans really haven't talked about the safety group that much uh, throughout this off season. But just like the cornerbacks, uh, there's a lot of unproven talent there at the safety group. I mean, Rodney Thomas II was a rookie last year and had a pretty good year coming in as a seventh-round pick. Uh, Julian Blackman, uh, my, my close personal friend, Julian Blackman, who doesn't enjoy when I write about him per se, uh, played safety, got injured, came back, played cornerback. He was all over the place. And the Colts traded up for Nick Cross, and Nick Cross played pretty sparingly last year. So there's a lot of questions, I think, about this safety group going into this season, but it's been a group that I don't think many Colts fans have really talked about as we get closer to 2023 kicking off. Well, yeah, and, you know, with with pretty good reason, if you think about it, I mean, we'll dive into this more, but, you know, Blackman, he's kind of been on and off the field with injuries, and he's kind of you know, I think last year he was kind of a product of a defense that was, you know, almost experimenting at the end of the season with different spots. And then you got Thomas, who nobody expected to play the way he did. And then you got Nick Cross, who is still almost like it's almost like, you know, he he was drafted this season. And you're like, what's he going to do in the NFL? He really hasn't had any any, you know, enough of a sample size for you to make a definitive you know, projection on how he's going to do so. I can I can see why Colts fans might have overlooked this position group, but man, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with some full health, full reps, full offseason with each other. And I'm actually pretty excited to get di- uh, to dive into, you know, what we can expect from each one. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun uh, talking about these safeties tonight. And, and I think 
where we want to start with is probably the guy that's been there the longest, a guy that's actually undergoing a position change this offseason, as he did last season, Julian Blackman. Uh, Julian Blackman has been moved from his free safety spot over to the strong safety role this year. And and I honestly think it's going to be a good a good change for for Julian Blackman. I think he's going to uh I think it has a potential to to really help rejuvenize his career, even though he's in year four, kind of give a spark. Uh, to what we thought was a very promising start to his career. But what are your expectations for Julian Blackman as he heads into year four? I, I've got some high, I've got some high expectations for him. I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to really be monitoring, um, you know, his body and just kind of how he feels. I do expect a career season in multiple statistical categories from this guy, because really he showed out most in his rookie year which was 2020 and he was still kind of on the field sparingly, but last season is when he actually set a career high in tackles. So, uh, man, I really expect him to have the, he is the safety right now. In my opinion, I think that he is the veteran that they're going to turn to. He's only been in the league three years, but he's already the veteran showing you again, as we've said with many positions on this team. So young, this is just such a, a young, a young group. Um, I think that he will potentially, like you said, play better at strong safety because he feels like that's more his natural role, getting closer to the line of scrimmage, being more involved in the run game. And uh, he's going to be a leader in that secondary, man. I know Kenny Moore is there, but we're talking about the cornerbacks and safeties here. That's going to be a leader on the team because he is one of the most established guys on the, uh, you know, in the defensive secondary outside of Kenny Moore. And, you know, you've got a second year guy in Nick Cross, you've got a second year guy in, uh, you know, Rodney Thomas, they're both going to be looking to, you know, Julian Blackman for veteran leadership. So I expect those things and more, but I definitely expect him to have a career season in multiple statistical categories. That's huge. I know Julian Blackman would certainly love that being in a contract year. If he has a career season, I mean, he could, I don't know if the Colts would pay him. I, I'm not sure, but, but he would certainly, I think, get paid on the open market if, if that is the case. But um, I, I think this is going to be good for Julian Blackman. And, and, and probably the main reason for that is because I think we saw bits and pieces of how Julian Blackman can play closer to the line of scrimmage last year when he was able to to be in that slot cornerback role. Uh, he did play some strong safety towards the end of the year as well, and it seemed like Blackman played a little bit better in that role. Not to mention he's becoming more vocal on defense. Uh, he talked about this in OTAs, that strong safety spot in this Gus Bradley defense takes on a more a more vocal role, uh, more of a leadership role, trying to get everybody lined up in the back end of the secondary. And that's something that he's embraced. That's something that he enjoys doing. Uh, Julian Blackman is, is not a quiet guy by, by any means. Uh, he's been, a, he, he likes to joke around. He likes to be vocal, uh, but when he's on that football field, he, he is serious. Um, and he said, he likes to talk, he likes to talk trash, uh, that he's going to be able, he's, it'll, It'll be able to be a little bit easier to talk trash when you're closer to the line of scrimmage rather when you're sitting 15 to 20 yards deep uh, in that secondary. But I, I think just with with the 
with the t- personnel that the Colts have at safety. There was a log jam there at that free safety spot because Rodney Thomas II played so well last year. I mean, he comes in, doesn't even start really the full year, comes in when Blackman gets injured and ends up leading the Colts in interceptions last year with four. Uh, and and I think when, when you have multiple guys there, the Colts are trying to get the best players on the field. So with Rodney Thomas showing that he can be a guy that takes the ball away at that free safety spot and, and play well back there, Julian Blackman, the Colts feel is is still one of their their top two safeties, and they want to get him on the field. So with Rodney McLeod uh, leaving for the Cleveland Browns in free agency, Blackman kind of just goes right on over there to that strong safety role. Can play down in the blocks, can play deep if needed. So he can do a little bit of both, and and so I think that's why it was essential for the Colts to do that. And, and of course, I think I think it's going to be a, a role that suits Blackman well. Do I see a career year out of Julian Blackman? I'm not 100% sure on that, but I do think he will be just fine at this strong safety position, and, and hopefully we do see a career year out of him. Yeah, and the, I think the biggest reason I said that is because the rookie season, you know, you had 42 tackles. Last season, you had 50 tackles. He did have six passes defense in his rookie year and two interceptions. I think that with him having such a prominent role now, maybe in a position now where it suits him better, maybe he'll, you know, set career highs in in some of those categories, maybe not interceptions, because like you said, he's going to be crowding that line of scrimmage more than anything. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can possibly do. And I feel like he's a little bit more invigorated this time. Right. Stats Matt says Blackman always seemed like a box safety type with his stir tackling and run defense. Yeah. Ju- Julian Blackman, it seems like every time, I mean, there's been multiple times I can remember of him tackling Derek Henry close to the line of scrimmage <laughs> yeah. or uh, the, the force fumble he uh, in his rookie season against the Packers that that led to the game winning field goal. Uh, Blackman does a lot of his, his best work around the line of scrimmage. So I think it's going to be a, a pretty nice fit now to, but I think, I think, as we transition to what some of the questions are around Blackman for me, for me, number one is, can he stay healthy? That has what has plagued him his entire career. And even before he was in the NFL, I mean, he tore his ACL in, in the final game of his college career. And he had to work his way back from that. And and while he did have a really good rookie year, he's suffered multiple big-time injuries since he's been in the NFL. And that has kept him off the field. That, that's what allowed Rodney Thomas II to join the Colts lineup last year and, and, and show what he could do because Julian Blackman was injured. So that that's going to be the biggest thing really for me is I, I think the talent is there for Julian Blackman. Hell of an athlete, and, and I think he's a fine safety that is continuing to grow in his game. But can he stay healthy? The best ability is availability, and so far Julian Blackman has shown and has, has proven, I guess, that he really hasn't been able to, be, to stay on the field for a full season. And that's what really hurts Blackman because it seems like whenever he gets momentum going, an injury knocks him out and he's got to start over from square one. Yeah. And you know, that kind of, that's kind of one of my questions too, is can he stay healthy? You know, I think that, like you said, when he is on, he's on, you know, he actually plays incredibly well. A couple others is, has he already hit his career peak? I don't think so personally, but you got to ask that question. You also have to ask, despite him liking the fit of strong safety, he hasn't played strong safety in the NFL, you know? So is he going to succeed with more run, you know, a, a little bit of a heavier 
dose of run-based defense that he might have to take care of. Um, there's a lot of question marks around his health, though. I think that's probably the biggest one. If he can stay healthy, Andrew, I really do think that Julian Blackman, Blackman could be one of the more respected and consistent safeties, especially strong safeties in the entire league. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he can do. Um, but if he doesn't stay healthy, the Colts have that young. Again, it's kind of like what happened last year. They've got a really young, athletic uh, high ceiling guy in in Nick Cross that right now is waiting in the wings, waiting to have his opportunity. And if if Julian Blackman gets injured, that might just be what Nick Cross needs to get out there on the field to show what he can do and and show the Colts that he can own this spot. And I think if he does that, then the Colts probably have their young safety duo for the foreseeable future in in Rodney Thomas and Nick Cross. And and Julian Blackman is probably playing for a different team uh, in 2024. But but saying all that, what do you think his impact is going to be this season? Uh, like I said, in a contract year, big year for Julian Blackman. He's a physical safety. You know, he's the kind of guy that likes to he likes to deliver some hits. So I, I think that that's one thing he is going to do more. You know, he had some tackles for losses throughout his career. He's he's played like you said, he's up into Derrick Henry. He's played well against the run. He's played well when he's closer to the line of scrimmage. So I do expect bigger hits, bigger impact tackles, um, tackles for loss, that sort of thing. He has the most experience in the safety room, which is crazy. He's only been in the league three years. So mm-hmm. um, look for him to potentially be the best at his position for the Colts, whether it's strong or free. You know, that could happen. And uh, the veteran presence, man, that's going to help those younger guys. Because even the guys behind Cross, Thomas, him, they're young. They're unheralded. They're guys that are looking, they're chomping at the bit to get an opportunity. Denbo, Dabo, you know, guys like that. Um, I think that that's going to be a locker room presence that some of those guys, maybe not even just safeties, are going to turn to in a pinch, and especially when they need some inspiration because he's very vocal. Yeah, and that's um, that's one of the main reasons I'm excited about this this move to strong safety and just to see how how Julian Blackman can develop as a leader, a more vocal leader for this team now in year four as he is he's up there as being one of the the oldest, if not the oldest safety in this group. But uh, I think he's going to have a pretty big impact um, and, and not just at safety, but I mean, we talked about it on Monday the cornerback position. Isaiah Rogers is no longer here. I mean, if the Colts cornerbacks start to struggle or if there's an, uh, a couple injuries at cornerback, we could see Julian Blackman moved again from safety. I'm going to keep harping on this, whether he likes it or not. He could have to be moved from safety to cornerback, a position he played uh, while he was at Utah. So if, if that happens, again, that could bring Nick Cross back onto the field. If you need Julian Blackman to uh, be in the slot, say Kenny Moore gets injured, or if he does need to take snaps on the outside, if, if Dallas Flowers or, or Darius Rush can't go, uh, Juju Brents, one of those one of those three. So it's, it's going to be interesting. But I think what's, what's working in Blackman's favor is that if, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be out there on the field, whether it's at safety, cornerback, He's a movable chess piece for Gus Bradley in this defense, and he can play multiple positions. So that'll help him stay on the field. Uh, That'll help him be able to contribute to this team, and I think it'll ultimately help him uh, towards that second contract. And and I think if he wants to stay in Indianapolis, it's going to have to be a a, a pretty big season uh, out of number 32, just considering uh, with Nick Cross waiting in the wings. So, um, but we're we're probably going to 
to see Nick Cross, but that's not who we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about the other starting safety. That's Rodney Thomas the second Drake. Uh, I'll be honest. I did not even think that Rodney Thomas the second was going to make the roster last year. Uh, I, I thought, you know, he's a seventh round pick. He played linebacker in college. Uh, the Colts were thinking about whether he would fit at corner, whether he'd fit at safety. I thought, you know what? This guy's probably going to end up on the practice squad, uh, just kind of working on his game throughout the year. Boy, was I wrong. Rodney Thomas came out, became a very good defender, very solid safety for the Colts in his first year. Uh, and I expect that to continue as, as he gets better. So what are your expectations for Rodney Thomas II as he enters his sophomore campaign? Uh, first off, I don't think anybody expected that to happen last season. Um, <laughs> I, I, I expect more playing time, more plays. Okay, this guy, everyone talks about his interceptions, his team leading four interceptions. He also had six passes defensed. He also had 52 tackles. 34 of those tackles were on his own. I mean, this is a guy who actually had a pretty damn good year considering he was a seventh-round pick. And that that's a great year by any safety standards. But when you put it all together, that's incredible. Um, he potentially won't lead the team in interceptions, though, this season. I think if Kenny Moore is on and he's actually mentally there, you might see him do it. Um, but he's still going to make those plays. Um, and, and I do think he is going to be more involved um, just because he's going to get more playing time. They, the Colts have officially seen what this guy can do. He started 10 out of 17 games last season. Him starting 17 full games, man, that's pretty That's pretty intriguing to think about all the things Rodney Thomas could do with a full slate of starts in 2023. Yeah, with – with Rodney Thomas the second, I mean, he's a guy that I, I just I don't I don't really worry about. I mean, yes, he, he didn't end last season well. I think you all you guys all remember his his ill timed jump in, against the Houston Texans, where he completely missed the uh, the interception on that hail mary, and it led to the Texans scoring the touchdown, which led to them losing the number one pick and the Colts getting the fourth overall pick, and, and the rest is history. But thanks, Rodney. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, it, it, it landed the Colts Anthony Richardson, so it, it could be a play that it turns out to be one of the best in Colts history. We'll have to see. Uh, but it, it, the uh, Rodney Thomas, I mean, he's just a solid, smart player. Uh, he's he's rarely out of position, even for a rookie. Um, he's a guy that, again, he went to Yale, so he's he's a very smart individual. He obviously took the coaching well and adjusted to the safety position well, and and I think that's just going to continue. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like uh, anything that's happened this off season has has led to any setbacks. He looks like he is still improving in his game, so I would expect him to take a next step. Uh, I, I, there, there again, he's a young player. He's still learning the position. So uh, am I saying he's going to be perfect or if he's going to be a pro bowl player? No, we have to have realistic expectations with these guys, but I expect another, another step for Rodney Thomas, the, the second, where he solidifies being a starter at that free safety spot, whether he improves in his back end coverage, whether he improves against the run and play or improves with his play recognition, uh, just, just seeing an overall improvement 
in his game, adjusting to the speed of the NFL, and and really just coming into his own in this Gus Bradley scheme. So uh, I, I think, again, it just comes back to when I think about safeties, I don't really worry about Rodney Thomas II. I feel like he's a very comfortable, uh, just get a really comfortable feeling and, and a comfortable player where it's like there's the, there's not going to be too great of highs. There's not going to be too great of lows. He's just a solid starter for the Colts, and that's that's completely fine. Yeah, and I, I think that one of the things that I uh, that I that really is intriguing is is like if he gets a full. I go back to if he gets a full slate of starts because in just ten games he was really able to pull four interceptions. So when you put a full slate of starts underneath him, he could actually debunk my expect or uh, my expectation that he won't lead the team in interceptions. I'm really excited to see him in that free safety spot. Julian Blackman more in the strong safety spot, and him just kind of coming into his own as more of a pass coverage defender and kind of not letting up those big plays that he did at times last season. Yeah, I, I would agree. And and I think maybe my biggest question mark on Aud Rodney Thomas is is how high can he go, really? Uh are we going to see uh him Tim take that that jump and and become a one of the better defenders on this team? Or is he just going to be that average safety? What what is the ceiling for Rodney Thomas the second? We've seen what he can done, and he can be a quality starter for this team. But can he become more? And then that's why that's where I think this jump is going to be important is it's to how we evaluate his game. Is he just that safe option, or can he? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thomas, otherwise, there's a high chance that 
that I'm going to lose the ball, that this is going to be an interception. So how high is his ceiling? Again, seventh round pick out of Yale. The odds have been stacked against him. And, and last year was a surprise. Was last year a one and done? Or are we going to see this trend continue? What do you think, Drake, about your questions about Rodney Thomas? Man, you read my mind. I, I was I was about to – the two questions I have is, is he legitimately up to the NFL speed? Now, I know that he had great plays last season. Some of those interceptions, especially the one that I recall, is in the Minnesota Vikings game where he did get a pick, but it was almost – when it happened on television, it almost looked like a punt return. It was clear miscommunication between Kirk Cousins and uh, I think it was K.J. Osborne. Um, but can he continue to elevate – you know, and play that way at an NFL level. And it kind of segues into the other question is you have to ask this with any rookie that does well at any position. Will he have that sophomore slump? He's going to get more responsibility placed on him again, seventh round pick again, a guy that nobody expected to do anything. And if Nick cross and Julian Blackman show out, does he get an opportunity to even play? You know, it's, it's that kind of thing where, you know, you just got, you're kind of asking, is he going to do everything he did last season with a full slate of starting games? Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think when you put all that together, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch his impact with this team. Again, is he going to be a guy that kind of falls back into the shadows, doesn't make too many mistakes, but also doesn't really make too many game changing plays. What do you see? out of Rodney Thomas and his impact on this defense in year two in the NFL and in this system with Gus Bradley. How can, how can Gus use him in different ways? Well, again, he's got that free safety position locked, which, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, that's more of the pass cover guy. And so I do think he's going to force quarterbacks to be a little bit more wary this time because they weren't really you know, worried about him last season, then he starts taking the ball away. So I do think that his deep ball skills are going to be on display and quarterbacks are going to have to account for that now. Um, I think that he's going to obviously command the free safety position. So he's going to be a bigger factor with more playing time and in an increased role. He could really he could really make the Colts look like geniuses if he has another great year. Seventh round pick does that. He's dirt cheap. He's saving them money and he's making those kind of plays, man. That's the kind of impact I think Rodney Thomas could have, and it could be big. Right. Yeah, I I, I agree. And and I think for me, the biggest impact for Rodney Thomas is is his athleticism. I mean, people forget he is a a very good athlete. I just while while you were talking here, Drake, I pulled up his his RAS score from the combine last year. Um, he's almost six foot two, so he's a bigger wide receiver, has a 41 inch vertical, uh, a 10, a 10 and a half inch or 10 foot seven inch broad jump, ran a four five one forty, did a 4.02 shuttle. I mean, this guy, he's he's an elite athlete. And, and that's no surprise considering he was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. seems like <laughs> over the last years, they only draft fantastic athletes, but that, that goes a little, a uh, little under the radar because he's a guy from Yale. He's a seventh round pick. You think, Oh, I mean, he's just, he's not, not anything special. Rodney Thomas. The second is one of the better athletes on an Indianapolis Colts team that's filled with great athletes. So it's going to be fun to watch. I think his impact is going to be as that deep safety. Uh, teams are going to start 
preparing for Rodney Thomas the second a little bit more, maybe being a little bit more cautious. But when he does get those opportunities, like he did in his rookie year, he's got to make the most of them. He's got to continue to make plays on the ball, has to continue to force turnovers. I think he can definitely improve in, in some of the angles that he takes on, on maybe running plays or just in tackles in general. Um, definitely can improve on, on some of those the deep coverage uh, aspects of that safety position. But again, high-level athlete, smart kid that that is, I feel like is going to start to come into his home. So this the safety group is young, Drake, but the more we talk about them, the more excited I, I get about this bunch and, and the potential that I see out of them. And that moves us to our, our third safety, a guy that we were expecting big things from last year, and we didn't really see too much of him at all. And that's Nick Cross, the the third round pick of the 2022 NFL draft that the Colts traded up for that Nick Cross. So uh, started out as the starter in camp and in the preseason. And then Rodney McLeod came on, took that over and didn't relinquish it all year as Rodney McLeod had a career year at that strong safety spot for the Colts. Uh, that was a little bit of a wake up call for Nick Cross, I think. It was more of a redshirt season than anything else. Now in year two, uh, I think he's he's still 21, 22 years old, incredibly young. Uh, year two is where he really needs to take charge and, and try to battle Julian Blackman for that starting role, and if not, still a, a valuable role playing on this team. So what do you expect out of the sophomore Nick Cross in 2023? You know, I... I actually don't expect that he's going to start. I think he's going to be more of that rotational piece. Um, he's going to probably, you know, be on the field way more. Obviously, I think mm -hmm. he's had an entire offseason to kind of let things digest and, and really understand why he was taken off the field. They didn't do that because they don't like him. I mean, clearly they like him. They traded up to get him. But here's the thing. He might be able to understand more about why he was taken off the field, which could help him in 2023. Look for Cross, though, to begin molding into that player that the Colts drafted you know and what and, and what they expected him to be he also hits really hard man i mean he, you should see some of his tape from maryland he is uh he is a he's very very heavy when he hits and i know i, I saw somebody was was comparing him to bob sanders maybe put maybe push the brakes a little bit but i will say he hits very hard and i think that that's going to be more akin to his strengths and i do think he's going to have similar yeah there we go uh i, I do think he's going to have similar plays to blackman you know him and blackman both like that line of scrimmage they both like to play, uh, play a little bit closer to it and maryland he did similar things he was in the backfield a lot he had sacks he had tackles for losses so i think that the colts are going to try to use him that way and if they do and if he can just learn from his mistakes last year man you might start to see him begin to blossom more into what they were expecting him to be last season and gus bradley has traditionally used a rotation at safety uh, exactly. he's used multiple safeties so having nick cross in there even if he isn't starting over julian blackman would not surprise me the colts have invested a lot in this kid yep. uh when when they did trade up for him in 2022 chris Bauer told the story where he asked his staff uh if 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 he was coming out next year in the 2023 nfl draft what grade would you have on this kid and and they said he'd be probably a second rounder so 
as far as him having a red shirt year with the Colts last year, I don't, I don't really see that as a, as too big of a deal because he was coming into the league at 20 years old. I mean, this kid is Man. still very, very young, very raw. And even though he played special teams for most of the year, that's still another year uh, under his belt that the Colts coaches were able to get their hands on him. So he's still very, very young, still has a lot to play for still incredibly athletic. And, and, and I, I would expect him to have a bigger role, whether it is as that third rotating safety, whether the Colts do get him in more along the box will remains to be seen. I think a lot of that will be determined through training camp in the preseason and, and Nick Cross not, not just being given a role. Uh, the Colts have made it clear that he's going to have to go out there and earn that role just like everybody else. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see how he continues to develop. And, and if he can really challenge Julian Blackman for snaps at, at strong safety. Uh, but I, I do think we're going to see more of Nick Cross this season as he gets more acclimated to the game, uh, as he continues working on his game. He knows that that the level of competition from Maryland to the NFL, how steep of a difference that is as he witnessed in his rookie season. But the biggest question as we move into some of what we're wondering about Nick Cross heading into this season, the biggest question for me, Drake, is, is can he live up to that hype? He received a lot of hype. Maybe it was premature uh, about this kid out of, out of Maryland. Can he go out there and prove that he can be an answer for the Colts next season at the strong safety spot? Because if not, then the Colts are probably thinking, well, there's there's more pressure to re-sign and bring back Julian Blackman or look to the draft or look to free agency. But if Nick Cross starts to come on this year and, and really starts to play well and assert himself so that way he 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 basically is telling or proving to the organization, look, this can be my spot for years to come. And, and you won't have to worry about it. And I'll go out there and not only just, just play, but I'll go out there and play well and be one of the stalwarts on this defense. So can he live up to those expectations? And can he prove to the Colts that he's worthy of that starting spot and worthy of a look at to be the, the future at that strong safety spot? Both great questions and kind of similar to mine. Uh, you know, was last year an outlier in the aspect of can he improve? Was last year and him needing to get pulled because they were like, whoa, whoa, clearly this is too much for him. And you got to think also, he came into the league at 20 years old. That is that is so insanely young. And it's a defense, I mean, not defensive back, but you are in the secondary. You have to react to wide receivers in a passing league where the running back position just continues to get devalued. Okay, so it's a lot to take on at such a young age. So I think give him a little bit of a break. You know, if you're a fan and you were a little upset about that, calling him a bust is way too early right now. Um, will he be able to keep up with the NFL offenses? Will he be able to not let up those huge plays? It's kind of similar to the other one, but that's exactly why he got pulled, you know, and if you let up huge plays, you start to let up a whole bevy of different things an offense can do to your defense, whether it's in the short game, the running game. I mean, you start letting up deep passes, man, it just opens up the door. So um, I think another one is, can he continue to maybe get more playing time as the season gets along? Can he improve as the season goes along? Because this is really his rookie year, man. I mean, he only played two games last season, had like 15 tackles or something. So this is really his first true chance to show the Colts, hey, look, I need to be out on that field more. And you didn't waste a pick by picking me in the second round. 
so what do you third think, round my bad <laughs> yeah so what do you think his impact is going to be do you think he's going to be able to assert himself as a potential starter down the road do you think he can prove that or are we just going to see him more in a backup role this year and and that's it what what do you think his impact is going to be on this Colts defense man that is a that's a good question because I think that he's going to play more of the same position that Julian Blackman will and mm-hmm. so I think that he will be more of the rotational piece for now. Um, but look, man, when he's out on that field, he's going to cause receivers to be aware of where he is at because he will lay the lumber on a receiver crossing the field. He hits very hard. And I think that he's going to have pass breakups. I think he's going to cause some things to happen. He's going to show the Colts, kind of like I said in the expectations, he's going to show the Colts why they drafted him in, uh, you know, in the third round, why they took a chance on him so young. And maybe even sh- he might even – he might even reassure them that pulling him was a good idea because he needed to learn more. And, you know, I think he has learned a lot in this off season. So I think his impact is also going to be more and more as he gets out on the field more and more, which I fully expect him to continue to just grasp this league as he gets more live reps. And Tony in the chat is reading my mind. Tony says, got to be consistent. That's what it's all about. Everybody's worthy, but you got to be consistent. And, and And that's the thing with Nick Cross. He, he was the starter to begin camp last year was the starter for that first preseason game and he came out and played well but he wasn't consistent throughout camp Uh, he had really good flashes but he had some really bad plays and and it just looked like it looked like it was too big for him at the at that point in time which is fine again very young player still has a long way to go but he just was not consistent enough so that's how Rodney McLeod kind of slipped in and having that more consistent presence in Rodney McLeod ultimately won out so Nick Cross has got to show that yes the the highs can be very high but the lows can't be as low the lows have to be about average if he wants to take over so it's all about being more consistent and in that game uh, and being able to produce those plays while at the same time not allowing those lapses in 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 uh, concentration the lapses in just like being straight out of position, missing tackles, uh, not being in the right position, things like that. So it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be huge for for Nick Cross to really make sure that he is, like Tony said, more consistent. Because if he is, then I think he's has a really good shot at at receiving a lot of playing time for this defense. But if he still keeps making those same mental errors and and it's not living up to not only the potential, but the the playing level that he is able to to uh, to to show, or the even simply the playing level of Julian Blackman, he's going to be just a special teamer once again. So big big season in my opinion uh, for Nick Cross. But as we look at the rest of the the safety group, Drake, uh, not a lot of big names uh, uh, as far as depth pieces for for safety, of course. Daniel Scott, the rookie out of Cal, tore his ACL and OTAs. Uh, he was expected to be a key backup and, and receive playing time as well. That won't be happening, unfortunately. He is out for the year. So that leaves Henry Black, Marcel Dabo, uh, the uh, ex- uh, European exchange player that the Colts received last year through that program, Trevor Denbo, Aaron Maddox, and Michael Tootsie uh, as the backup safeties on the Colts right now. So that begs the question, Drake, do the Colts have enough depth at safety in your opinion? 
I think that I think they do because as soon as Daniel Scott got hurt, boy, they were they were like so fast to get Michael Tootsie in there. And I think that these are a bunch of guys that are, you know, not your household names. Even some Colts fans might be like, you know, who who are some of those guys? So uh, I think that the I think the depth is there, though, because you're already talking about four guys that could potentially, you know, you got two free free safeties, two strong safeties. So right there's the the one and two punch at each each position. And then you've got guys behind them that can still play guys like Denbo. Honestly, though, Dabo and Denbo, those are two guys that stick out to me personally, because I think that they've shown what they can do on special teams, especially Denbo. And, you know, maybe they could be good depth pieces should the Colts have to turn to them. I don't think it's a good situation if they do, but, you know, they might still prove to be good depth pieces nonetheless. Yeah, Dabo's interesting. Spent pretty much the entire season on the practice squad last year. I know the Colts like him, uh, but we really haven't seen too much of him. I know Wyatt Law really likes uh, Marcel Dabo and, <laughs> yes. and his potential, but but Trevor Denbo, uh, who was going to make the Colts' 53-man roster last year, uh, had an injury and, and didn't make it on opening day, uh, but when he healed, came off of IR, he was on that 53-man roster all season. Uh, Trevor Denbo is, is a nice depth piece to have there uh and a core special teamer so don't definitely don't forget about him but as we wrap up the safeties drape give me your depth chart for this group you can give me the depth chart for free safety first and then wrap it up with strong safety yeah i actually had a typo here uh, for free safety i've got thomas uh Rodden thomas and then i've got um i think trevor denbo or marcel Dabo. So both of those guys, I can't even pick between the two, but one of those, one of those two is going to be the backup. And then I do think for the strong safety, it's clearly Julian Blackman is the number one until the number two, Nick Cross, can prove that he should be a starter. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this depth chart is pretty straightforward. Uh, you obviously have Rodney Thomas the second at free safety, Julian Blackman at strong safety. Nick Cross will will PS potential to kind of play both, uh, but I think he'll be slotted in there as that number two strong safety. And then I'm going Trevor Denbo. Uh, I'm a big fan of Trevor Denbo, especially what he did in the preseason last year. Uh, feels that core special team role. I think he makes it. And then we'll see if Marcel Dabo can make it. I think he's going to be on the fringe. It's it's going to be a, a probably a numbers game, whether Marcel Dabo makes it or not. The Colts might also be able to to kind of stash him on the practice squad once again. So, uh, but Not I think true. you can you can count on the four locks being Thomas, Blackman, Cross, and Denbo, uh, and and we'll have to see if that's enough at the safety position because we know the Colts have had some issues at safety uh, as far as staying healthy. So hopefully the Colts can stay healthy and it and it doesn't uh, uh, doesn't really lead to anything brandon moses is in the chat just causing a ruckus here he says no way a guy named tootsie is a solid depth piece uh it's not how it's spelled yeah so a a good old brandon moses who who was a colts expert is now turned into a casual uh i'm just kidding brandon we we both love you uh but but drake we've talked about safeties the positional previews are in the rear view mirror but there was some colts news today uh some pretty big colts news that that really turned the internet into a battle of i really like these or 
I really don't. You were either on one side or the other. And then the Colts revealed new alternate uniforms. Uh, for the first time in franchise history, uh, the Colts have pretty much had the same uniforms. I mean, you can count color rush, I guess. But these alternate uniforms are the first time it's not an NFL-sanctioned uniform change. And uh, I've got I've got some pictures uh, of these. So that way, as Drake and I talk, you guys can kind of take those in here are the new uh, uniforms for the Colts. The Colts will wear these on October 22nd against the Cleveland Browns, which just so happens to be my anniversary. My lovely hey. wife was very happy to find out we were going to a Colts game on our anniversary, but hey, uh, she'll be she'll be fine with that, I guess. She'll, we'll, we'll make it up to her uh, in the other anniversary on the road. But uh, as we look here at the Colts new alternate uniforms, black helmet for the first time in Colts history. The Colts also are implementing their new or semi-new. I think it's been around for a couple years. Uh, the secondary logo there on the uh, right chest plate. Uh, stripes on top going down into the numbers. Uh, it's, uh, I guess, it, the correct term for the actual material on, or the color is heathered jerseys for the first time in, in uh, franchise history. So, Drake, what do you think about these uh, uh, new uniforms for the Colts? And what was your instant reaction to them? You know, um, I, 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 I dig it. I think that they're, I think they're pretty cool. I do like the, I, I like the jerseys. It's more, it's still kind of a color rush concept, but it's a little bit of a darker. I think the, the theme was Indiana nights, um, which uh, for anybody that doesn't know is a Tom Petty song, Mary, uh, Mary Jane, I believe. Um, the thing is though, I like the black helmets, but I do think that it would have been cooler in my humble opinion, still awesome helmets, but if they would have taken the, horse rider that like the old school like actual colt like horse put it on a white helmet with the same like ligature with the blue i think that would have been cooler but hey you know what it's a new uniform the colts are so dang overdue for one that i'll take just about anything but i i think they're pretty solid yeah, I, I do as well. And shout out to my wife. We're going to throw up the suit, the nightly super sticker Always. here. Uh, <laughs> as, as Just as I was talking to her, uh, uh, talking about her, I should say. But but yeah, I, I honestly, I, I like them. Do I love them? No, I wouldn't say I love them. But uh, hey, I would give them probably a solid 8 out of 10. Those black helmets, especially the, the matte black helmets, absolutely fire. Uh, I, I love those. I think they're going to pop. Uh, as Logan Schmidt says, it is kind of funny that they're named Indiana Knights and the game's going to be at uh, one o'clock Eastern. So that, that was kind of funny. But but hey, the, the Colts added that Anvil Black to their color scheme uh, a couple weeks ago or not a couple weeks, excuse me, a couple years ago. And it, this is the first time we're really seeing it outside of them implementing it on the Nike swoosh uh, on their away helmets. But um, it's, it's different. Uh, and, and I like that. It's, I, I was, I was kind of against the Colts going to the all black look because so many other teams have, have done that Drake. They really have. And it's just not, I feel like if you're going to do this, do something that's new do something that hasn't been done before, something that adds a little bit of flair. Uh, I like having that, uh, the secondary logo finally implemented 
on the jersey. Um, otherwise, it was just kind of scattered and, and out of sight, out of mind for the most part. But uh, yeah, I, I think they're cool. I like the all blue. Um, I like the heathered look on it where it's not just a solid blue. Uh, it's different. Uh, is it my favorite uniform of all time? No, but it's solid. And, and I think it's it's something to get Colts fans excited because the Colts jerseys and uniforms haven't changed pretty much since in the franchise history. They've had little tweaks here and there, but nothing drastic like this. So it's it's fun. Uh, it's new. It's refreshing. And and I, I think I said it in my tweet, simple but unique. And, and that's kind of what you want uh, as far as a football jersey is concerned. Is concerned. Yeah, and you said fun, new, and refreshing. You know, something else that describes all three of those things is the entire Colts franchise and the roster. So I think that and, – and the coaching staff and the quarterback and a lot of the, of the defensive and offensive pieces. So I think this is a perfect time to do something like this. And and even though I'm not the biggest fan of the helmet, um, I, I do still think that it's awesome. I still think that it's new. And, again, the Colts just – they needed to do something different. So bravo, Indianapolis. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah. and so, so, yeah, Drake and I are a little bit opposite. Drake really loves the jerseys. Uh, I really love the helmet. So see, this is this is what has happened uh, across the Internet today. Colts fans just arguing about about uniforms that we're going to see once a year. But hey, only it's, not it's, as nice. As yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's so much. It's it's a lot of fun, though. And hey, when it's July 20th and we're just waiting for training camp to get here, uh, it gives us something to talk about, at least. So uh, but anyways, those those uniforms, the Colts will wear them October 22nd of this year against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and I think they're going to they're going to be nice to watch on on Lucas Oil Stadium that day. And, and hopefully we see the Colts play well uh, for in those uniforms. Otherwise, there'll be talks about a curse. I I don't know if Logan Schmidt's going to be at that game, but it seems like every game he attends, uh, they never win. So Logan, uh, uh, if you're going to that game, we won't know if it's either the curse of Logan Schmidt or the cult, the curse of the alternate uniforms, but, uh, in, in all seriousness, uh, at least the Colts are doing something new. And I think we can appreciate that. Uh, and it's going to be fun to watch on the field, but that's our show for this evening, guys really appreciate everybody coming out and, and, uh, watching with us, talking safeties, talking you new uniforms. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Shout out to Logan Schmidt, who is going to that Cleveland Browns game. So, uh, we'll have to see if that's a dub or not, not looking likely, but, uh, we, <laughs> we will see, uh, but shout out to Logan, uh, Sarah, Tony, Tony, MDM, Miles, Patrick, uh, Brandon, Moses, Stats, Matt, my beautiful wife, Danielle. I uh, want to make sure I don't miss anybody. Joe, formerly known as Inside the Shoe, Rich Wheeler, Nathan, uh, Truett, I saw was in the chat, uh, all of you guys, and then Chad as well. Beverly Twin Life. Uh, hopefully I didn't miss anybody, but you guys are absolutely awesome. And we really appreciate hanging out with you every Monday and Thursday night. And if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all the things like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell. So, you know, whenever Drake and I are going live uh, and if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five star review on that so drake the people have been dying to know all the stories you've been writing on horseshoehuddle.com this week tell the people what they can go check out on the site 
So uh, the the older the older one of the of the ones that I've got listed here is how the Colts' defensive front could be dominant with everybody across the board. We're talking interior defensive line and edge, um, but the newest ones are defense and offense versions. Three overlooked players who could make an impact, and I've got some that might not be expected to be on that list, but I bet they're going to actually you know get some playing time and show what they can do this year. Good pieces. Make sure you go check those out. Uh, and for me, Rookie Files is starting to wrap up. Uh, so this week I had, uh, I think I had Daniel Scott to end last week. I uh, had Will Mallory drop this week. And tomorrow we are going to have Evan Hall, the running back out of Northwestern, uh, who has, has a pretty interesting story as well. All of these guys have interesting stories. So make sure you check that out on horseshoehuddle.com. You can follow Drake at D Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Monday night to talk about training camp. We will preview training camp, give our top storylines to follow as the Colts begin practice next Wednesday. Uh, guys, camp is right around the corner and we're going to be talking about actual football once again it's going to be a lot of fun so until monday when we talk about training camp get you all set for uh for the colts in westfield enjoy your weekend and have a good evening